Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today on the show, we have Jamie Cecil with Brass Tap. Welcome. Thank you, Lee. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to learn more about what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about the Brass Tap. How are you serving folks? Well, yeah, Brass Tap is a it's a craft beer bar kind of entertainment venue. Um, we have an extensive uh, local uh, kind of brewery offerings, local craft beer, specialty cocktails, premium wines. Um, and we pair that with a great uh, complementary of, of food items as well. So uh, every location is, you know, kind of a little bit, little bit unique, uh, about 3,000, 3,200 square feet, nice, comfortable feel. Um, we've been franchising now since 2012, and things are going well. Now, can you tell us a little bit about the history? Did it start out with kind of being a franchise in mind, or was this kind of a local uh, hangout that just organically grew? Yeah, you know, it started in 2008. Uh, there was three partners that, that got together and, and they kind of saw a, a, a unique um, kind of a niche, if you will, uh, for craft beer. And they were like, you know, no one's really doing it. Um, and no one, some people that were, were doing it weren't doing it well. So they created this thing and it was just at the time, it was just craft beer and wine. There was no food component. Um, and they opened the first one up in, here in Tampa and Wesley Chapel back in 2008. Um, and it went well. And then they started franchising it on their own, uh, realized that that wasn't uh, a good option or weren't, they weren't doing it very well. So we as FSC uh, got involved in 2012 and, and quickly, you know, craft beer was at that time was still very esoteric. You know, you couldn't go anywhere and everywhere and find a, a craft beer. You know, now you can go to Walmart and everywhere and find craft beer. So we we found out through a bunch of uh, you know, surveys and things like that that we needed to bring on liquor. Um, and we also brought on food as well, because at first we were having, you know, restaurants come from outside and bringing food in. So we're like, let's let's keep that money in, in here. Um, so we've done a great job with our menu uh, and brought liquor on the on board as well. And that's just part of the natural evolution of the, the business, right? You're just listening to your customers and they're kind of guiding you into what they want and need. Exactly. Exactly. The key thing was, you know, we, we didn't want the Nova because there's, you know, a lot of people out there that they, they just drink cocktails. Um, so a craft beer bar is not going to really appear, appeal to them. Uh, so bringing that alcohol, bringing the upgraded wine and obviously bringing the food is has done several things. One, it's increased the, the sales um, and it's and it's really helped kind of elongate the, the stay when people come. It's helped increase, increase the, the sales, like I said, a second ago. Now, are you finding um, that craft uh, beer and craft brewing is now um, kind of raised everybody's game? Everybody is kind of having to to be a little better. Where maybe as a society we were tolerating not so great beer, uh, well, you know, a few it, decades it, ago. Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that because our opening team goes out, and you know, when the, we first started opening Brass Taps, you know, two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen. They would ask their, you know, the people that were actually were training, but they, okay, you know, what does everybody think of craft beer? And, you know, they'd get, they might get a, a Stella or something like that. And they were like, oh my gosh. Um, now, uh, 
craft beer, when they ask that question now, you know, people are, oh, yeah, you know, zombie dust, or they're, they're talking all these great craft beers. So definitely craft beer is, is definitely more mainstream now, um, and, and the people's knowledge of it has, has increased greatly over the years. Now, do you see that trend just continuing to blossom? Is this Are we at kind of the beginning of this? Even though it seems like in a lot of places there's a lot of choices now that there weren't before, but it seems like we're kind of in the beginning of this curve, not it hasn't reached maturity by any stretch, I wouldn't imagine, nationwide. No, we, we agree 100%. Um, you know, there's still a lot more. There's craft breweries open up left and right. Obviously, 2020 put a little little halt on the craft brewing um, kind of bolt. But 21, we're seeing craft breweries open left and right. Um, and people that are, are producing great craft beer, uh, that's who we want to partner with. Uh, you know, when we come into town, we let all the craft breweries know that we're coming and uh, they, they definitely want to be on our, on our, on our wall. You know, we've got 60 taps of craft beer and um, you know, that's, they, they fight to get on that wall. Right. You become almost like a hub of all the choices, uh, right? Exactly. Yeah. And we'll do things like we'll do a, a, what we call a tap takeover, for example, and we'll, we'll partner with a particular brewery and, you know, depending on how many they're brewing at the time, it could be 10, 15 or 20. And they'll come over and they'll take over those 15, 20 taps and we'll do a, a special just on on their their beers for that night. And those things really draw a great crowd because, um, you know, it, people like that, that 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 newness and, and the idea of they can come into one spot and get a whole bunch of different craft beer instead of kind of skipping all over town. Right. Like you become the curator uh, for exactly. the community. Yeah. No, exactly. Now, um when you started um, kind of when you got into the franchising stuff, obviously it wasn't as you didn't have all of the kind of these kind of um, flywheels going at the same time. Do you see a future like what is what is the kind of the next iteration of this? You've added the the cocktails, you've added the wine, you've added the food and you're the curator in the community. Are there new things in the horizon that you're looking at um, adding to the mix as well? You know, there, obviously, we, it just now it's it's finally it, it just keeps polishing it. Um, you know, right now we're testing a new line of gourmet grilled cheeses in in some of our locations. Um, you know, there's, there's five different gourmet grilled cheeses that we're working on. Uh, we're also rolling out a brunch program uh, that is obviously that has done extremely well in the locations that have have started. So those are you know you, you talk about what, what are we working on next. Those are kind of the things that are going to help just continue to elevate Brass Town. Right. It sounds like you're really um, you have kind of now all the pillars are in place and now you're just kind of like you said, polishing them all up. Exactly. Yeah. Now, um, how did you help your folks kind of manage the pandemic and still managing the pandemic? Like th- this to me is one of the, the the powers of franchising and being with the right franchise partner. Having kind of a lot of brains solving on this problem can help the folks as opposed to being a mom and pop in a local market where they don't have all these resources. But can you share how you've helped your folks kind of survive and thrive in this environment? Sure. No, most definitely. And, and and yeah, that was it was an interesting year last year, of course. You know, one of the things uh, that, that we did, obviously, the, the day it happened, uh, Chris Elliott, our CEO, we called all the executive team together like, OK, you know, it's kind of like battle stations. How can we help our franchisees uh, stay in business? Because nobody, you know, there's not, there wasn't a playbook on this thing. So several of the things that we did, you know, we, we reduced uh, and eliminated royalties, um, you know, put every, all royalties and market fees on, on hold for all of our franchisees. Uh, then we went to bat on, you know, the, all the PPP money, you know, when those things came out, 
that was a massive document for the for franchise for everybody to read. Uh, Scott Sir Lewis, our COO, sat down and went page by page on that thing and really helped our franchisees kind of walk through how do I apply for my for this money? How do I get it? What do I need to do? We work with the franchisees to help them get their money. Um, the other thing that we did, we worked with our franchisees and, and on, on my side, on the development side, with their leases, reaching out to the landlords and walking them through and how how we can help the um, the landlords understand better what what's going on in our world. Um, and you know, fortunately, we were we were able to save a bunch of stores. You know, we we didn't have any closures um, last year, and Brass Tap this year is having its best year ever. Uh, from a sales standpoint, and obviously from a deal signing standpoint as well. So I'm, I'm really proud of how we helped our franchisees kind of weather this storm that, that unfortunately there wasn't a playbook for. Right. And that shows kind of the nimbleness of the organization and, um, and just kind of the all hands on deck attitude. And that's what I'm sure uh, new franchisees are want to hear those stories because that gives them some comfort yep. in, in no, their no, decision. No. Now, um, do you find that that um, the way the economy set up uh, now in this year and in the in the coming year that this is kind of a I don't want to say a golden age for franchises, but it seems like there's a lot of interest in franchising now as people are either kind of sick and tired of the grind and um, and want to kind of have a a say in terms of their financial future and the, and then they are kind of taking personal accountability and looking at franchising as a path to secure their financial future. Are you seeing that uh, as well at the brass tap? Oh yeah, most definitely. People, people want to control their, their destiny. Like, like you said, they don't want someone else going, Oh, okay. Now today you have a job, by the way, tomorrow you don't, they, they want to, they want to control um, their, their future and franchising and obviously the brass tap is a great vehicle for, for doing that. Um, you know, you are your own boss um, and you can, you know, you can make a, make a great success out of this thing. So, yeah. So we're seeing a lot of people that want to control their future uh, step up and, and, and join brass tap. So now what does that ideal franchisee look like for you? Or is it somebody that has kind of hospitality food service background, or is it that kind of, Enterprise that level helps. executive. That's obviously a key that because it's you know we do have food. And there's a little bit of liquor, um, but I tell you, just a strong business acumen, and understanding how business works, and and how to take care of customers. Um, you know, so strong business acumen, ability to to want, need, and desire to to serve the community. Um, restaurant experience helps, but again, our training program is going to help them uh, kind of be- understand all the, the moving pieces of brass tap. And then, uh, so, so you are getting some of those kind of corporate refugees that are saying, Hey, you know, I'm done or I got laid off for the last time and reorged out of this. I am going to do this on my own. And then they raise their hand and go, you know what? I, in Tampa, I went to this place. I really liked it. And I think that'd be a, a cool thing to open in my town. Exactly. Yep. Most definitely. We're seeing, we're seeing a strong influx of that. And then when they go through that process, is there any um, kind of, how would you advise them on choosing a franchise? And obviously, you know, you have the brass tab bias, but when someone's going from corporate into this kind of a world, what are some of the things they should be looking out for? Well, you know, I mean, there, there's a, there's a myriad of them. Um, obviously the F, the FDD is, is kind of the, the place to start um, and work your way through that. Um, and, and obviously get, they need to, pick something that they're, they have a passion for. 
Um, you know, and we're fortunate the Brass Tap, you know, most people have always wanted to own their own bar, right? So at the Brass Tap, it's, you know, I want to own my own bar. Well, we have the vehicle to help you do that. So, you know, that that's a, a unique selling point that we have at Brass Tap because at some point in the other, everyone's sitting in the bar going, man, we could own one of these. This would be fun to do, wouldn't it? And then, you know, obviously a little turn in the economy and now people want to control their own destiny. And so Brass Tap fits perfectly with that. So now let's talk about the craft brewers that are out there that want to partner with the Brass Tap. What do they have to do to get on your radar to kind of uh, show that they got the right stuff to be on your uh, in your bar? Well, we try and, and, and do local craft beer. So, for example, the, the, the tap wall in Tampa uh, is going to be different than the tap wall in Dallas, Texas, which would be different than the, the tap wall in Kalispell, Montana. Um, so, you know, I'm reaching out to the local franchisee, uh, if there's, if, if, if they're a craft brewer in the state of Montana, reaching out to the, the franchisee there in, in Kalispell, Montana and, and checking in with him, that would be a, a perfect way to do it. Or they can obviously reach out to me and we can put them in contact. So it's all kind of the boots on the ground are the ones that are in charge of discovery in terms of, you know, what's the newest, latest and greatest in their local market. Yeah, exactly. Now, you know, obviously we help them. Um, you know, we have a, a, a craft brewery expert in, in a, in-house that can help with that. Um, but, you know, most most guys, once they get up and running, they get it and they're then they're out kind of uh, feeling it, you know, tasting beers and all that kind of good stuff. So but starting out, yeah, we've got a, a in-house uh, craft brewery expert that, that helps with that relationship. Now, are you seeing parts of the country that, uh, you know, this kind of craft brewing is bubbling up in areas maybe you didn't anticipate? Or is this kind of nationwide at this point? It's nationwide at this point. You know, obviously, California started this craze many, many years ago and, and is still kind of the kingpin uh, for craft brewery or craft brewers. Um, and But we're seeing it in Texas. We're seeing it in Florida. We're seeing it in, you know, Oklahoma. I mean, there's craft breweries blowing up all over the place. So it's it's literally nationwide, but I mean, if you want to give someone the kind of the, the, the throne, California is kind of the kingpin of craft brewery. Good stuff. Well, congratulations on all the success. If somebody wants to get a hold of you and learn more about the opportunity, what's the website? Our website is brasstapbeerbar.com. Good stuff, Jamie. Well, thank you again for sharing your story today. Thanks, Lee. I appreciate the time. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.